0: Hi! Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show Podcast. It's a bit of a shorter version today because of the Bombers Coaches Show, so not as much show to draw from, but that's okay. Today we will start our CFL cross-country check-in as we go coast-to-coast, previewing each CFL team's upcoming season, starting in Montreal with play-by-play voice Rick Moffat, Also going through some of the things that happened this weekend, the Raptors losing, and some high school championship results. To go along with a great story from the Gold Eyes. All that on the podcast. With the CFL season kicking off next week, we're going to go across the country to preview each team's season, starting east and then working our way across the country. That means we begin in Montreal, where the Alouettes are coming off a lousy 5-13 season in which they scored a league-low 19 points per game. To help preview the Alouette season, joined by longtime play by play voice Rick Moffat. And Rick, in all your years covering this team heading into this season, is this perhaps the least optimistic that fans have ever been about the team?
1: (laughs) Oh boy, Uh, loaded question. I tell you what, uh, with four straight years without the playoffs, not something Montreal fans are used to, certainly. Uh, And with all the question marks, Around ownership and the longer term future. Now that uh, Canadian football Hall of Famer Robert Wettenhall and his son Andrew have uh, sold the team, uh, there you know what? There's there there's pessimism, uh, but there are signs of hope in some some young talents uh, and newcomers like a Devere Posey, brought in in the offseason by Cavis Reed, and there's a real hope that whoever the next uh, generation of leaders front office leaders are for the Alouette uh, that uh, there will be a real sense of renewal and and I think and I think as bleak as uh, the short-term prospects may look in the eyes of many fans and certainly observers in the rest of Canada uh, I think for the hardcore Alouette fan uh, there remains some silver lining in the storm clouds
0: how long is the Cavis Reed era going to last in Montreal?
1: Uh, that's up to Cavis Reed and his players. It really is. Uh some will argue that he's already been shown a long leash. Uh, but I think he really has to prove this year uh that his moves uh will pay off and that he gets the dividends. Uh I think the the Alouettes have to get back uh, to playoff football. Uh, he's made some moves that uh, can bring an impact defensively. Uh, I think he surprised a lot of people grabbing uh, uh, Ciente yeah. Evans from the aftermath of uh, the AAF. There's a guy with a gray cup uh, stamp on him. Uh, he's got uh, what he believes will be a very solid and active defense. Uh, he's brought in some key pieces. DeVere Posey, I mentioned, is a legit deep threat receiver. The Owls believe they've got uh, a real uh, double-edged sword at running back, a guy who can uh, run with power, speed, and uh, be an effective receiver out of the backfield, and William back, uh, And now they need someone to step up and, uh, and she's the throne uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, Antonio Pipkin could be the guy he's uh the only alouette's quarterback ever to throw for 300 yards and score two rushing touchdowns uh in a game Uh, but he's got to prove that he can be uh, a consistent winner through the air Uh, we know that he can be uh an elusive uh, figure in that offensive backfield uh he's got to be able to produce through the air consistently
0: We also saw Vernon Adams Jr. get a lot of time last year. There never really was one guy, and when Johnny Manziel came in, that kind of threw everything up in the air. Having him now gone, that era came and went quickly. Will there be a chance now for some stability in that position?
1: Uh, One certainly hopes so, and I think uh, at least through the training camp reps, uh, it's very much been a case of Antonio Pipkin or... Uh, A a pretty high-IQ guy, a a solid pocket passer, Jeff Matthews, he saw some uh, action last year. Uh, Remember uh, the forgotten man, uh, Drew Mm -hmm. Willey, who is no longer with the Alouettes. When Matthews came out of the bullpen for Willie, uh, he seemed much more willing and capable to stay in the pocket, go deep, and make some reads. Uh, Willie's failure here last year was... Uh, he seemed to seemed to have an, an okay completion rate, but was all too quick to go to his check down guys. Matthews uh, showed a nice touch on his deep ball, showed a willingness and an ability to make his reads. Uh, and like I say, pretty smart guy. And so uh, I think it's going to be Pipkin and Matthews who will have to carry the load for the Alouettes at quarterback.
0: From an optimism standpoint, what, what would a good Montreal season look like?
1: Uh, get back to 500 or 8-10 and 10 and hope that's enough uh, to sneak into second place uh, in an Eastern division where Ottawa has a quarterback question mark now as well. Hamilton, we presume, is going to be better. Jeremiah Masoli seems to have proven himself, uh, and they've made some moves around him. Argo is still very much question mark after the retirement of Ricky Ray. And so to me, it's going to be a three dog scramble uh, to get to the scraps at second place. I think Hamilton's going to win the division, uh, but all bets are off uh, for that second playoff spot in the East.
0: And I guess that's going to be a theme as we look ahead to this season is Hamilton's, I think, an obvious Favorite in the East, but when it comes to the second seed, you're going to have a team that's probably below 500 hosting a really good West team in the East semifinal this year.
1: Yes, and uh, look, uh, you know, having to deal uh, with a Western crossover contender in the postseason for LOX fans right now, there would be absolutely no shame in that, even if they do, as you suggest, perhaps sneak in uh, below 500.
0: So. I guess uh, for those who aren't too familiar with the Montreal team, who would be an X-factor to look out for this year?
1: Well, I think Devere Posey. Look, you know what? This is a legit deep threat. Kavis Reed went out, uh, brought in uh, Ernest Jackson, uh, but he was an underwhelming performer here over the last two years, was re-signed and then cut on the first day of training camp. Uh, uh, But Devere Posey could be an explosive guy, and he'll make, B.J. Cunningham, Eugene Lewis, uh, who I think is a legit up-and-comer. Uh, I think that if they can get the quarterback situation figured out, that gives them three guys legit uh, who could combine to catch for 3,000 yards. I think William Standback is a beast. And if they can find some stability on the offensive line this year, which they think they can do uh, because of their improved Canadian talent, Tony Washington, who's kind of the legacy guy from the Johnny Manziel trade. Uh, William standback uh, if he's got some solid blocking in front of him, he's a legit threat to win a Russian crown in this league.
0: Final question, then I'll let you go. How much does the ownership situation hang over this team through the season? Or is this something that they're probably going to figure out sooner rather than later?
1: Uh, I'd like to say it doesn't matter for the players, but that's a tall order. Uh, That's a tall order for guys to ignore, especially if this team gets off to a slow start. uh, And, look, they've got the new logo. They've got the new jerseys. Uh, It's a vibrant marketing initiative and and a bold stamp for the team's future. But if they come out of the gate with more growing pains, there'll be more pressure on Coach Sherman. And I think it's fair to say uh, that Coach Sherman and Cavis Reed are living on borrowed time unless they get this thing turned around quickly.
0: Rick, I appreciate your time tonight, and uh, have a great call this season. Hey, thanks very much. Bullseye's reliever Brandon Bingle has pitched seven innings this year, allowing five runs on six hits, three of them home runs. But yesterday he was pressed into emergency DH duty. And not only did he look out of place, but he was basically their best hitter in a 2-1 10-inning loss. He's played professionally for four years, including two with the Goldeyes, had his first professional hit in the top of the third inning, went three for four with two doubles, and scored the goldeyes only run of the game. Now, he was a two-way player at Bryant University from 2014 to 2016, but still hadn't registered a plate appearance since. Cool thing there. Toronto Raptors, the game two last night. million viewers on average, making it the most watched NBA game on record in Canada. More than 10 million Canadian viewers tuned in at some point, which is crazy. And then south of the border, it's still drawing not great numbers. Also, congratulations to the Garden City Fighting Gophers, the Manitoba High School baseball champions, Tyler Smith, the MVP soccer girls, West Kildonan beating River East Kia Pang, the MVP and on the boys' side, Glenlon, defeating Vincent Massey, Winnipeg, 2-0 Damien Trong with the MVP honors for Glenlon. Lawn. Tune into the CGOB Sports show Weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?